Welcome to Mixed Bag episode 13. Um, no, I said it. <laughs> I thought we weren't oh, saying God. it. Uh, we're talking about the May uh, 2022 releases. And I'm here with Isaac and Francesco. Hello, guys. Hey. Hey, guys. Yeah, let's uh, first talk about what we've been playing the past month. Uh, there's not much for me. Uh, I've played a little bit more of uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I'm now on episode one. The pot racing <laughs> was not that fun. Expected a little bit more there. We just had Star Wars Day. And so I got the Star, uh, episode, Star Wars episode one racer for two euro or so. And it's more fun than uh, the pot racing in Lego Star Wars, actually. I mean, it's just a mini game. <laughs> yeah, I guess it makes more sense to have the, the game that's only racing. Kirby is more fun than Lego Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the scope is a little bit, a little bit bigger there, Lego Star Wars. Yeah. What, what have you guys been playing? Okay, I guess I'll yeah. I'll start. I've I've been playing a bit of games this last month. I finally finished Lost Judgment, which is I really enjoyed. We since we played the DLC, we both played the DLC Guide of Fires. I I thought I'd just play the original game, and I enjoyed it a lot. Really fun, and. I also played on on the Switch tri Triangle Strategy. Since I'm a big fan of these strategic RPGs, I I knew I'd enjoy it. And yeah, it's it's honestly great. I think it's uh, one of the most underrated games that came out this year. So I suggest you at least try it out since there's a demo, in case you haven't. Yeah, it's, it's... a it's a pretty decent demo too. Yeah. They let they they let you play through a lot of chapters, so basically until the real sparkle of war happens, pretty much. So it gives you a good idea of what to expect. But yeah, the full game is also pretty fun. I I enjoyed also the 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 plot, which was interesting, the story. And yeah, obviously the gameplay was very fun. Honestly, I'm glad I played it. Uh, and lately, also, I've also been playing uh, Devil May Cry 5. Since it was on sale on, on Xbox, the special edition, I thought, why not? And I bought it. Yeah, it's, so, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. It's... PC technically didn't get special edition, but they did release the Virgil DLC, at least. Oh, yeah, the special edition is only on PS5 and Series XS. Yeah, because they have some graphical stuff, I think. Yeah, and they're just like, let's. <laughs> we won't bother updating the. PC I guess with PC, there's no real need to do that. Yeah, but it's it's missing. It's weird that they released it as a separate game and not an upgrade. But again, it's Capcom, so it's yeah, it's, Capcom. <laughs> it's, it's the usual thing for them, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I've managed been playing bits and pieces of. Obviously, Virgil feels broken as always, but that's why we love him. <laughs> that's why he exists, just to be exactly. kind of busted. He gets a decent set of moves again. Yeah. And lately, I've also started the the, the, the Kirby game in the Forgotten Land. I, I only just started it, so it looks decent. Simple platformer. It's another one that has a pretty decent demo as well. Yeah, I like it how he seems to want to expand on the Kirby formula, which is basically Kirby but bigger. So it Kirby. could feel like a good start. Kirby, buddy, half boss things instead of fully eats them this time. <laughs> this new ability. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's pretty much it was a busy month for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on my end, it's mainly just bits and pieces of Final Fantasy fourteen here and there. And I, I finally finished Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. Uh, oh, which... boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't do 
I'm not the sort of person that tries to do literally every single thing ever, because especially now with the modern Assassin's Creed games, it's just like, no, that's, that's, no. that's too much. <laughs> I refuse. But it's like, I basically just like made a beeline for side quests and like did stuff along the way. And it seems like that's pretty much the best way to play it anyway. Um, And yeah, it was actually, it's pretty fun. Uh, I, I know like there's a bunch of people that didn't really like the modern Assassin's Creed because it's more... Uh, like a, more of like an action RPG than old Assassin's Creed, but I still find it kind of fun. I went back and played through Assassin's Creed Syndicate because that was given away for free at some point, I think, on the Epic Store. And yeah, playing like the old style Assassin's Creed games now <laughs> feels really weird. <laughs> like it's so clunky. Like I just, uh I mean, that game has some issues anyway. But yeah, it was uh, it was kind of weird going back. You can tell it's been a long, long year. Yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, Syndicate, yeah, just like it has some issues with the story and the gameplay and the, the, the just the overall gameplay in general. But it wasn't the worst thing I've ever played. <laughs> it was Unity? Oh, <laughs> uh, Unity. Uh, I mean, I played that because it was free as well. That was they give it away. But yeah, Unity definitely felt like a game where they were gonna try and go stupid heavy on like the monet, like the microtransactions and stuff. Yeah. And then they got that, all that backlash, so they kind of had to just rework it a bit. But yeah, that, that game was kind of iffy. I didn't have anybody to play it with, so I didn't get to play any co-op really, but it wasn't that good. But supposedly the DLC... very poorly on PC in yeah. the first few weeks at least. I mean, that's that's Assassin's Creed PC pods for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard the DLC was good, but I, I uninstalled it after I played the main story. Because <laughs> they gave away the, the, like, the main DLC story thing for free. But... Because I, I think I triggered it after I beat the main story, and I was like, well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I was just like, I don't really feel like playing any more of the game anyway, so I just stopped. But yeah, I checked afterwards, and it's like, oh, there's they they gave out some free DLC at some point. I think because of the the launch being so wonky and like the monetization that they were going to try and do, it's sort of like a look, look, look we we learned, guys, this time. We we swear we definitely won't do anything that annoys people with how we monetize stuff. You definitely won't make NFTs or anything, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'll probably get to Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, eventually. <laughs> but it's like at this now point, you need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember what my playtime was, but I definitely didn't since I didn't go and try and do like everything, everything. But I did do like the main story and like the main side plot and like side quests and stuff. It was still like a fairly lengthy game. But I, I basically, yeah, I had no motivation to try and do every single objective because that I, I don't even think the game's really designed to be played that way. Unless they put an achievement in for it, then uh, no, I'm still not doing it. But they're, they're still fun. They're just, yeah, definitely a, quite a bit different from how Assassin's Creed used to be. That's for certain. I suppose we can go to the May releases. Yep, which so. isn't too bad compared to the beginning of the year. <laughs> so a little bit of a breather before things probably go crazy again for like near the end of the year if there's a bunch of games that haven't been announced yet. At this point, uh, developers have learned to release games either immediately before the fiscal year ends oh, yeah. or, right or after. the Christmas season. Yeah, One yeah. or the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the first notable release was yesterday, uh, Trek to Yobi on May 5th. Yeah, yeah. um, it's, I haven't it's tried one it yet, that, but it looked interesting. Yeah, it's one I haven't really been keeping up with at, like, at all. <laughs> I've only seen like a handful of screenshots, but it, uh, yeah, I like I, I, Game Pass, so that's a plus. Yeah, Devolver. I think I think they they're okay about the Game Pass stuff now. Yeah, they do a lot of Game Pass stuff. Most developer yeah. stuff is on Game Pass nowadays. Devolver like the money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. It's, oh, so track to your me actually means track to your money. Ah. <laughs> So that's that's the oh, plot twist. You've just spoiled everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one I don't really know loads about. But 
it's obviously it's going for the whole uh, black and white visual style. And there was that Ninja 2D game on the Xbox 360. It was remade later on. I'm not sure what the name was. Oh, um, I know remember. which one are you talk you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. I played it. I remember. I think we even reviewed it. I think Mo reviewed it. <laughs> Sadly, he's not here. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I will find it while we talk about uh, <laughs> a Chronicle Rising that comes out on May 10th, which is the action RPG spin-off of the main game, which comes out sometime next year. Also coming on Game Pass. Yep. Game Pass Day 1. It looks a little... a little jank. I don't know. Because it's like, the visual styles... I think it's... I'm, I don't think like, the final game is going to look like this, because it's kind of like like that puppet style of animation, so they kind of... It means they don't have to make as many like unique sprites. They can just sort of make a few sprites and kind of uh, animate them the, by like cutting them up into a few different pieces and just moving around that way. But uh, it looks okay, I guess. <laughs> hmm. It's more of just like something to tide people over until the actual game comes out. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I mean, sure in the meantime, exactly. just play this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that's like exactly why it exists in the first place. <laughs> kind of like um, Bloodstained when they had the. Like it, uh, integrates yeah. made the uh, like the eight bit style one. I, I think they didn't expect it to act, people to actually like it and made a sequel of the eight bit. <laughs> well, no, because it, it it's made by integrates and they usually make um, oh like uh, art play maybe no no that's the main dev of the main game but no it's like integrates make a lot of good like two D side scrolling things so like they, I think they made something for. Um, uh, Might number nine. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, Azure Striker and Gunward Chronicles, I think, is there. Are they main games, right? They, yeah, so they have, to have that. And like, I'm pretty sure a bunch of devs that worked on, like, worked there did the, um, like, the Mega Man Zero style games. Like, the Azure Striker Gunvolt definitely goes for, like, the Mega Man Zero style, at least visually. And the gameplay sort of does Might number nine, but better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they supported concept with Mighty Number no. Nine, I think. Yeah, but um, yeah, the last Kickstarter backing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like Aiden Chronicle Rising basically exists as a um, like a sort of side thing, like just to yeah, it's just that like while the main game's still being made, because I I think that's not supposed to be coming out until next year at the earliest anyway, so. It's sort of like, hey, here's a game with some of the characters in. You you can play this. I'm like, I'm not. I think maybe for Kickstarter backers, it's included. So, they they sort of just get an extra game for for free in a way, because it's not being made by the same devs as the main game. It's out before the main game, so it's just like it's it exists. If it's bad, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> the other game's still being made, and it didn't take anything away from that. Like I assume for the most part, like not nothing that mattered really, like that would slow things down. But yeah, maybe I'll play it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> More interested in the uh, the actual like full game at this point. So I think I found that game that I was talking about, the black and white game. I think it's called Limbo. I don't know if you know. Uh, I'm kidding. You talk about... Did you say ninja game? <laughs> No, no, yeah, Mark of the Ninja, but it's not black and white. Oh, I'm sure yeah, what Mark of the Ninja, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. You can mix up several games. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of like there was another like Ninja game that got really and actually more reviewed Deadlight, which was another uh, 360. Uh, yeah, era, um, <laughs> yeah I remember the Mark of the Ninja, so yeah, that was yeah. The one. Back to real games, um, <laughs> Sword and Sacrifice, I think it's also in black and white. So it's, uh, it's not. Game. It's like not exactly black and white, but a lot no, of it not. is quite like a sort of like a grim sort of. Desaturated. Yeah, so it's like. It is like visually like, kind of dark. But it's not like not completely black and white or anything. But um, yeah, I liked um, Salt and Sanctuary. It was pretty good. I bought it fairly late, but 
I mean, not that it really matters. It's like it's been a while between the, the games, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty fun. Um, having jump be an actual thing that matters before like the Souls games is <laughs> kind of funny. Before like FromSoft did it, it's kind of funny, but yeah, it's um, it was it's kind of an interesting game. It wasn't like I don't know. I obviously since I played some of the other Souls games, you eventually start getting used to that sort of like. Actually, difficulty, but like that sort of game, I guess. And it didn't feel too hard, but it was pretty fun going through it. Yeah, but very grim, like art style and stuff. Um, I barely remember any of the lore at this point, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Salt and Sacrifice looks pretty good. It has multiplayer now, which the first one didn't. Which I'm pretty sure multiplayer was one of like the most requested things because I think I think they added in local multiplayer for the Switch release or something like that. But, yeah, yeah. So now it has like a Full like online code. Like, yeah. yeah, I think awesome. it's like yeah, like souls where I think there's different like factions and stuff. And like, you know, you, you can have like PvP, but like you certain... could dash now. Yes. Um it it basically just looks like a more refined version of Salt and Sanctuary now. I think I think it might be going from a more level based structure ish, kinda like Demon Souls. Compared to the first game, which was all like interconnected, which could be interesting, but I'm assuming like each level's still like quite big anyway. And like the whole yeah, it was more like a Metroidvania title of the first one, at least what I've, saw, what I've seen of it. Uh, kind of. I mean, then you sort of get into like, uh, are the Souls games Metroidvania style games? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you beat certain things and you can go do other things and whatnot, but yeah, it's like. And the level structure that that you have a a map of the whole um, game world actually kind of like Terraria. I don't know. I'm just naming <laughs> names. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's like now it's sort of I, I could be wrong there, but from what I saw, it's sort of like cut up into pieces now. It's like again, kind of like in Demon Souls, where you had like the different levels, but like each level yeah. was still made up of multiple parts anyway, like multiple areas and stuff. But yeah, it looks pretty solid. I. I, f I keep forgetting it's actually like coming out this month. It feels like it sort of just crept up on me, but I think that might be partly because on PC it's um, Epic Store only. So I didn't really, like, a lot of the time, like, I get reminded about game release dates and stuff via like Steam just showing random stuff to me. <laughs> but I'll like put them on my wish list or whatever. But yeah, it's Epic Store only right now, at least on PC, but it is coming to at least PS4, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, PS4 and PS5. Yeah, uh, so it, it is coming to PlayStation as well, and I again I expect like it obviously it'll come to Steam eventually. It'll come to Xbox probably, maybe Switch. I, I know the first one did, so it's like it, it it'll probably get ported a bunch. <laughs> but yeah, I hope it's good. It should be good, and yeah, some co-op and PvP stuff is nice. Even if I probably won't use it. <laughs> I usually just play solo most of the time anyway. But yeah. It's probably the game I'm most interested in this month. But yeah, again, there's not a crazy amount of games overall anyway in May. Nope. Which is uh, fine. <laughs> also next week, uh, the Evil Dead game is coming out finally. Yeah, it's um, like... By Boss Team Games and Saber. Did it get delayed? I keep forgetting with that one. Or was it just sort of it got announced ages ago and they never said anything about it? Uh, it was announced in December uh, 2020 at the Game Awards and it took a long time till they announced the actual release yeah. date. So it's, just, it's just one yeah, where they it got announced really early and that, that was about it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the same, the same dev as World War Z? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Saber. It says developer Saber, but on another page it says boss team games. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think boss team games is the publisher that's working with Saber Interactive, but like the actual developer is Saber Interactive specifically. I don't know, publishing's weird. Half the time it could be just because they need a publisher to help with like console releases and physical stuff right and yeah but yeah regions 
Yeah, but it looks like the development side, yeah, it's the same team as World War Z. Which was, uh, it was okay. Yeah, but, it was okay, but not more, yeah. <laughs> they did at least release some free bits and pieces, and there was yeah. like an expanded release that got uh, launched at some point, and that was free via uh, Amazon Gaming. Oh, also there, yeah. I think I think they gave the base game away for free, but then like the 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 uh, World War Z aftermath I think was via like free on like Amazon. Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming. That's the one. I always forget what they call it now. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I got it via that because I had a free trial at some point. But um, yeah. Have they shown? This is a little bit different. I think it's a asymmetrical game. Yeah, it's a bit of a the going for something Dead a bit by different. daylight like. Yeah. Or Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, <laughs> that game kind of got uh, destroyed by the whole license. It was some sort of like licensing issue or something. Like I think because like the Friday the Thirteenth game kind of got released, and then there, there was some sort of shenanigans going on with the rights holders or something, and then it basically just couldn't get updated afterwards. <laughs> so it kind of died Let's out. Hope all goes well for the Evil Dead franchise in that game. I yeah. think it's the first game in the franchise. Uh, no, there is an Evil Dead game. I think it was on the PS2. But it was like a third-person sort of action game. Evil Dead Regeneration? Of, oh, A Fistful of Boomstick, maybe, is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But they, I think there's like a couple of Evil Dead games. Oh, right, yeah. I just remember... Yeah, I remembered one specifically because I, I remember watching a trailer of it. This is the... Fifth game from the Apparently, the first Sega Sixth, Evil rather. Dead game has been released on 1984, believe it or not. <laughs> Commodore 64. Just three years after the first movie. <laughs> yeah, so there was one. But yeah, there's full of boomsticks, the one I remember, but I think it's just because I saw. I think it was like maybe like a trailer or something on a demo disc or something. <laughs> Most stuff released basically on, on mobile. Yeah. I'm seeing iOS, Android, iOS, iOS, Android, Oculus Go. Yeah, this is like the first major one. In yeah, the while. other major release was Regeneration on PS2, Xbox, and PC, from what I see. And uh, also another one on PS2 and Xbox, a fistful of boomstick. I guess you, can, you could say ignore the Commodore 64 entry. The first one was Hail to the King on PlayStation, Dreamcast, and PC. Most other stuff is basically mobile. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Just looking at some gameplay. It looks alright. It's like, yeah, another co op game with, like, I think it's like optional PvP, kind of like yeah, Left 4 Dead, where you could just play against bots and stuff instead. Maybe. At least that's what it seems to True. be. But yeah, it looks alright. Those sorts of games, like, always work better in multiplayer. I mean, they are. Designed around it, so I guess that makes sense. Uh, what else have we got for this month? We got uh, Deadcraft. Yeah. Uh, top down survival game by Marvel First, who did Demon X Machina. Not too confused be, uh, with uh, another Machina game, which was. Which... What, what was it? Like, like Next Machina or something? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's the one. It's Capcom Red. <laughs> Not sure. And next no. Machina was the the twin stick one from House Marky. Ah, from the Return Studio, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, Deadcraft sort of just got surprise announced like earlier this year, and it's just kind of getting released. <laughs> it's a, it feels like a bit of a weird one. I guess it's just sort of like a small experimental thing compared to any of their bigger ones. But um, there is a demo available. I haven't played it though. <laughs> On the same day, uh, uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Swan Song gets released, RPG in the Vampire Masquerade universe. Yeah, it's, it's sort of just sort of um, drifted in without much fanfare, really. I, mean, I was, I guess, like the actual like fans of the series probably are more interested. I think it's it's like a um, more of like an adventure game with like the RPG elements not being like combat related. Again, it's mildly like Disco Elysium, I guess, where it's like there's probably like some 
parts where you do fight people, but it's not really like there's a combat system or anything. It's like well, like you have like skills related to like actually like interacting with people and whatnot instead. But it could be interesting. Like I'm trying to think of like how many vampire games really uh, get released. Month. <laughs> I'm like I'm now managing to completely forget that one um, RPG. The I'm pretty sure it, it's the name's pretty much just Vampire, but I oh vamp yeah it's it's Vampire. <laughs> it's just like I was like I can't remember the name of this game that the name of it's lit pretty much just Vampire. But uh, yeah, Vampire. Is, I just keep thinking of that game now. Was that in the same universe? No. No, it's just a game with vampires, but it's more yeah. just like I can't really. Think of like I think it's of by, games by Arcane, the Swarnot Studio. I played that a bunch. It uh, has an interesting story. But gameplay-wise, it's a little bit tedious. Um, yeah, we got in April a Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, Battle Royale game. We got in March a Vampire the Masquerade Sins of the Sires. Uh, what's that? An interactive fiction game. Then last October, Vampire the Masquerade Parliament of Knives, another yeah. interactive fiction game, and so on. So yeah, that's 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 what was getting me mixed up when I was thinking about like, uh, like Vampire the Masquerade stuff because it's just like there just seemed to be like a bunch of stuff coming out for for that series specifically <laughs> recently. I, play, I played a tiny bit of Blood Hunt. It's uh, it's fine. I don't really play battle royale games a whole lot anyway. But it's, it's the it's eighth okay. game since 2019. That is the name <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Wow. Yeah, like a a lot of different developers working on stuff for it. Meanwhile, the the actual like biggest release of, of Bloodlines 2 is just getting delayed all the time. What else do we got? There are a couple of games that don't tell me anything, but there's a Warriors game, uh, Token Ranbu or Token Ranbu. Yeah, it's it was like it's like a gacha game where all the male that like you you collect uh you collect men because they're all representations of different swords. Like that that's the gimmick for this one. Like you have like the ship girls ones and stuff like that. This this one they're all sword boys. <laughs> Oh, right. I saw that at E3 2019. I remember oh, that. Boy. <laughs> That's <laughs> interesting. It's the weirdest game that I've seen. Azulane had the, that one spin off by Idea Factory, didn't it? Or Compile Heart, rather. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, the, the whole gimmick is like that the guys are all swords, but it's like a web browser thing, and it, it looked really jank and. It only relatively recently got an English release that I, I don't know how well it's doing really, but I think Koei Tecmo was just like, "Hey, it's a Warriors game; people will play it anyway." <laughs> but I'm, I think it's probably more like a small scale one. Like I don't think there's like a ton of characters in it or anything. And again, like the actual IP isn't that well known in English, but yeah, it's a Warriors game, so. That's actually Elite 5 uh, on May 26th. I have not played a Sniper Elite game in Me a while. Either. That and then there's the other one. Uh, what's the other like, Sniper-related series? <laughs> a Sniper Ghost Warrior. That's probably it, yeah. I, I, I haven't played any of them. in, a, in a, I, think, I think the last one I'll play is probably like Sniper Elite uh, V2, I think. Which was a while back. <laughs> I haven't played any of those. The closest I've come to was uh, The Hunter, Call of the Wild, because it also has that system, that X-ray uh, vision that you have here in Sniper Elite 5. Yeah, it's set in 1944, 
uh, you have to destroy a, pro a project by the Nazis called Project Kraken. I don't know if that's a real thing. Probably just inspired by reality. Yeah. It's like vague, vaguely related to something, but yeah. not exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really heard a whole lot of about, about Sniper Elite Five. No. And then again, I suppose it's like the Sniper Elite series in general. Sort of it keeps coasting along. There's usually like a bunch of gifts. But it is it is the yeah. Sniper Elite one, right? With like the X ray stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the gifts are hilarious. <laughs> so it's like there's usually a bunch of that and then it sort of just fades away again. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so there's also the legend of Na Yuto Boundless Trace coming out. That's it's already on Steam. I think it's only the on Japanese release. Oh, okay. So yeah, Great. so like there's a bunch of plots getting made. We're spotting in the Japanese trap. <laughs> yeah. On Wikipedia. Yeah, so they, they should mention plots. It. it it does. It's just B. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the B. But um, yeah, so it's like it's getting a bunch of parts, and when it comes out in English uh, next year, I'm pretty sure it's next year. I'm kind of losing track on those re English releases. It should be on like everything, so like the PC version will get updated with English uh, text, and yeah, there'll be a Switch version and PS4 as well. But yeah, that it's a part of a PSP game, like slash. I guess it's a remaster, but the remaster isn't that amazing or anything. It's quite unusual that the game is on Steam with English description and everything, but the actual game is in Japanese. That does right? happen sometimes, okay. but it's I'm not really 100% sure on how the, it, it, the, the logic behind it half the time, but I have seen it happen before. It at least makes a little bit more sense here, because I'm pretty sure they're just going to update that version with English at some point. So, Right. But yeah, it happens sometimes. I, yeah, I can't tell you why. Weird marketing stuff. Yeah, and some, sometimes the name's weird, where it has both like the English and Japanese, and other times it doesn't. I, yeah, a bit inconsistent, but yeah, <laughs> it's coming out in English eventually. I think it's an Austrian studio that's doing the ports. A PH three GM. Yeah, it's, it's um, the main guy, and that's the one that they did like the Dark Souls fix and uh, the Deadly Premonition oh. and stuff like that. Yeah, he started his own company and has done a bunch of Falcom stuff. He's the guy that like his his actually I think it was before his studio was fully formed I think I'm not hundred sure but they got the main guy to fix the part of East Eight, uh, Nipponish software, like the the initial part was kind of broken, so <laughs> they just they they eventually got him in to fix it and it ended up becoming like the definitive version of the game pretty much because he he decided to just put in local cop because he wanted it in. <laughs> oh wow. The original game, the original version does not have local co-ops, so <laughs> he was just like, I want it in. And then he did it again for the sequel, because he worked on that too. <laughs> He's just like, I want I want local co-op, uh, it's in, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, his parts just are really good, like, performance-wise. It's like, it's a good thing he's working on them. And the, the, the PC versions don't suffer the fate of, like, a, a most Japanese games on PC. <laughs> Because I heard he wanted to do some stuff for Koei Tecmo, but the Japanese side uh, was like, no. <laughs> so those parts will still be broken. What is the guy's name? I haven't found that anywhere. His, his well, his not his, I can't remember what his actual name is, but his like online his name was like PhD. Durante. Okay, oh, yeah, Durante, yeah. But I don't remember what his actual name is. It's uh, Peter... Peter Tommen. Yeah, Peter Durante Tommen. But yeah, right. he, he's the guy that like, he mainly got known initially via the um, yeah the, the fix for Dark Souls on PC because that part was pretty bad. So you, to play the, the original game, you pretty much had to install the DS fix, <laughs> otherwise it wasn't really going to be that playable. Oh. And yeah, he, he worked on bits and pieces. He did some work on Dead Premonition, but not like loads. Because like that, that was another part that was, but well, was and still is and completely busted. 
And yeah, now he did, has his own official like potting company. He should do a port for Deadly Premonition 2 for PC because the Switch well, version is terrible. Still. Deadly Premonition 2 was supposed to be coming out on PC last year, but nothing's been said about that since. So. Oh. It would be nice if he, if his team did work on the parts because if he doesn't, it'll end up like every other version of Deadly Premonition. Like I don't think there's like one version of Deadly Premonition that isn't broken in some way. Like the 360 version is probably the most stable of the bunch. Yeah, but it's not like the best running or anything. It's just it's 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 fine. But then, like the PC and Switch versions have their own issues. I was holding off on Deadly Premonition two until the PC version got released. But yeah. Whether it's been cancelled or getting handed over to a different studio or there's just issues, I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. Yeah. What looks a lot more promising is K.O. the Kangaroo, a reboot of the original PS2 game, I guess, or the remaster. It's a, it's a new game. I don't know yeah. exactly how... Oh, it is a reboot, yeah. I wasn't 100% sure how they were going to go about it. Makes, I say it makes the most sense to do a reboot, but it could have literally been a sequel and it wouldn't have really mattered anyway, probably. They could have had the same characters and just gone, oh, hey, hello. This is what's their face. There you go. The end. Yeah, there have but, been four games, but it's not that uh, go to jump and run franchise. Everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, it's another one of those PS2 era ones that it has its fan base, but isn't really ever going to be remembered as like the best during that time. <laughs> but yeah, the the reboot looks um looks alright. Visual style's kinda like Crash 4. Like, as long as the gameplay's smooth, it should actually be like a decent little game really. And then we are again at X-Ray because the original developer was called X-Ray Interactive. I guess it renamed to Tate Multimedia now. Polish developer. Yeah, it's either renamed or like, like the developer owns the rights now to it. Or it was whatever. actually merged with Tate and Tate. Yeah, that happens a fair bit. But um... yeah, it it does. We could <laughs> talk about another merger maybe after this. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it, it looks fine. They yeah, reminded you a lot of Crash, right? Uh, when you yeah, said, again, like uh, well, at least like the visual sorry. style and like certain bits of pieces kind of look a bit like Crash. Chase sequence, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's like it does at least have some parts where it's not like fixed camera or anything. So, like more three D sections with like bits of combat and stuff. But um, yeah, it looks all right. Kind of interesting to see it get another release. I think I might have like the first one on PC for free. I know they're, oh, they they were released released at least one on PC at some point, like within the last few years. Kind of to get interest in uh, if there's like any interest for like a new one. But yeah, it's it's just one of those ones where it's like it's weird they're making another one, but I'm not really like against it or anything. <laughs> there's like nothing wrong with them making another one. Yeah, they released Kale of the Kangaroo Round 2. Uh, uh, from 2003, they released it in 2019. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the one I have. Because I think they were giving away copies of it for free. Well, it's two euro, it's basically free. Yeah, so it's pretty cheap either way. <laughs> Doesn't look too shabby. Yeah, and the third I one was... Like Ray yeah, kind of. The, the third one was PC only, but it was like a bit jank anyway it was a bit weird i just watched a video and it was like oh this one does feel a bit strange yeah what what also what happened to rayman <laughs> i mean hey at least the last uh, couple of rayman games were good yeah at least it didn't just completely end on rabbits yeah the they're not doing going the sonic way just releasing a lot of games and some of them are pretty good and some are pretty terrible sonic or... needs rabbits confirmed <laughs> it needs it needs lots of tiny mascot characters well more mascot characters i guess <laughs> yes sonic the hedgehog 2 is actually the um uh, there was a press release today the uh, most successful video game adaptation i think I'm not 
too surprised by that because the first one seemed to do well. It's just surprising that it took this long for them to actually do it, for there to be like a big budgety game movie, like of this style, like a more cartoony one. Yeah, I, d I didn't expect after seeing the announcement of the first movie that it was actually that good. It would be get that good. Well, I mean, like the first movie was like <laughs> it was like one of the last movies to be released before the pandemic anyway. Hit anyway, so it was basically like, one of the best uh, best like performing movies of the year because it was like one of the only movies yeah. of the year. But yeah, they'll definitely make a third one. I can't remember if it got announced already or not. Sure, but, there's probably a teaser at the end, but yeah, probably. we don't want to hear about it. Uh, so what, what? So the first <laughs> one made 148 million and the new one 162. Yeah, so they're doing pretty well. And then there's the Mario movie, which is, is going to be something. Good old Chris Pratt and Mario. <clears throat> Seth Rogen's. Yeah, it's. Uh... I think something. Chris Pratt could actually sound good as Mario. He could, yeah. <laughs> it's just but like the, the entire it, announcement of all was like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> we totally didn't see that coming. Jack Black Bowser. Jack Black Bowser is perfect. Yeah, yeah. so it could be interesting. Obviously, we the, the delay means we haven't seen like a whole lot of anything on it yet. But, yeah, could be good, could be terrible. Yeah, could be it's mediocre. illumination, so... I'm not expecting that much. But yeah. We shall see. I think it, it would probably end up being sort of like incredibly average <laughs> in the end. Like it's it, very it's, possible. Like there's worse, but there's better. So, but yeah, we've got to wait until like next year anyway. I think the delay is because they saw how well Sonic is doing and they thought, oh shit, we need to figure this out. We could have the biggest moneymaker on our hands and we don't <laughs> even know it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they do it well. Like, like, yeah. If if it ends up being successful, like, I feel like it would be kind of funny. But I feel like it it might do okay no matter what, in part due to the Sonic movies. <laughs> Parents be like, "Oh, my kid liked the Sonic movie. Here's the Mario movie. We'll go take him to see this." And this one is a cartoon. Yep, it's the same thing basically. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. They've, again, they've basically shown like nothing. Or rather, they they've shown literally nothing of it, right? Like, yeah, least... nothing. We only know this is who, this is who. Yeah, so it was probably behind schedule the entire time, anyway. Whether that or they just announced it way too early, or maybe both. Who knows? I guess we have to watch the nineteen ninety three Super Mario movie. Um, oh, no. to <laughs> prepare <laughs> for the rest. Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi Mario. Dennis Hopper as Bowser. Okay, <laughs> that's surprising. I think it's actually on Netflix, the Super Mario movie. I guess um, I know what I'm going to watch this weekend, maybe. <laughs> going to watch a really good film. Well, it's 4.1 on IMDb. That's pretty good, right? That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, considering IMDb, worst, probably it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it for the uh, May releases. There's also Pac-Man Museum Plus. Not sure yeah, about that. Which is that. like a, a slightly updated version. It's, it's basically like a sequel yeah. to another one. And <laughs> like the other museum game. But it, it has similar games. The first Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man. Pac yeah, Ow. I think it's basically Pac like... The first one with like a couple of additions and stuff. I wasn't finished, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't even has new. Uh, it doesn't even have new gen versions. Only Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably not much much reason because I'd assume it'd be able to run at 4K 60. Or ray tracing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be kind of funny to see them try and put like ray tracing into like a champion a championship edition style game. Like, have the visuals be just even crazier? Yeah, I suppose it could work. I guess it's a nice game on Steam Deck, maybe. Um, it probably work. Yeah, although like again, like with Pac Man, it's sort of like 
the, the only one I'd want to play is Championship Edition, Championship Edition anyway. And it's like I already own it. So. <laughs> I really liked the, that one. Yeah, another big thing that has happened recently was uh, Square Enix. Uh, a part of Square Enix being uh, uh, or not yet bought, but they it, there is intention for a purchase um, of three studios of Square Enix, the Boston Arm, uh, by of course now I forgot the name. Uh, Embracer. Embracer Group. Yeah. They're really uh, embracing their uh, yeah. financial power. Yeah. I do wonder how many times like jokes like of that sort of type were made <laughs> during for the like, for any reporting on it. It's just uh, it's probably hundred million dollar only. Oh yeah, for cheap. Uh, Square Enix Montreal, Eidos Montreal, and uh, Crystal Dynamics, as well as the IPs Troop Raider, uh, Deus X. At least what Hitman else? managed to get away. Yeah, <laughs> before everything. But um, go a hitman go. I'm not sure they probably have that. Probably, that, yeah, that's ah. a good point. Actually, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one, yeah. but probably fine. But yeah, it's probably for the best at this point, considering Square Enix. Like I don't know, they were a bit weird when it came to the Western side of things. Yeah, they put a, a lot of money in there, but the expectation expectations were probably pretty high. Considering the games actually did well, like uh, Divas X Human Revolution, I think it did pretty well. Yeah. And uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy also lately. Or well, the, the last game actually of that, uh, of these uh, developers. Yeah. But they pushed it very quickly on Game Pass, so they're, they're trying <laughs> a, a little bit of money there. Yeah, isn't this like I think the stupid thing with this whole like selling the Western side of stuff isn't like it partly or like pretty much entirely being done for like that whole like metaverse and blockchain and NFT stuff because they keep going oh we're really interested in like the like blockchain like yeah I think it's like a bunch like a lot of it's to do with this and it's like oh god here we go again <laughs> Square Enix making stupid decisions oh so we should. They can't stop. <laughs> Square Enix. And they making... sold everything to invest in the blockchain. Gonna buy the monkey JPEGs. Let's go. <laughs> and immediately as they do that, the NFT bucket collapses. Guys. Bravo. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but, Great job, yeah. Square. Uh, at least it sounds like the bunch of they, they, yeah, the actual IPs are gonna be getting used in some form or another, so yeah, Embracer Group, THQ Nordic, you know, they will use every IP as much <laughs> as, can, or as quickly as they can. And then we'll see what happens to it. After, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Um, there will be well, one um, remake, at least, of every IP. Of every, like they did with Destroy All Humans and all of those THQ brands. Yeah, yeah that's, it seems pretty likely. <laughs> Let's hope the next Deus Ex will not be made by the Biomutant developer. <laughs> I still kind of want to play Biomutant eventually. But not that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the sort of thing where it's like, hey, I kind of want to play it, but I'll kind of eventually play it once it's dropped even more in price. I guess the first game will be uh, the new Tomb Raider. Yeah, like Tomb Raider seems like the most likely choice before everything, but I'm not sure how they'll go. Like, what they'll actually do, like if it'll be like a smaller scale thing. I wouldn't be like totally against another Tomb Raider game that's like a top-down co-op thing. Like they did a couple of those; they were actually pretty good. Guardian of like, the Light, and I'm not sure what the other one was. Was it Guardian of the Light? Something with Osiris in the name. <laughs> Uh, Temple of Osiris. Yeah, like those the the those, the two of those games are actually pretty. Um, yeah, Temple of Osiris and Guardian of Light. They're both pretty, pretty decent like co-op games. The one definitely another one where it's like playing it solo would have been like eh, because not really designed solo. But I wouldn't be like if they were going to do like a small scale thing, I wouldn't be against them doing something like that. Yeah, but I think they're working on the next Tomb Raider. Yeah, game, it's, pro it's probably going to be. Five. 
would be a little, yeah. bit, little bit larger than those. It would probably it would probably be a, like a full scale Tomb Raider. Depends how if they keep following like sort of like the formula of the the reboot trilogy or if they'll like go back. Even to more something. money. <laughs> two hundred million. Three hundred million. Yeah. So it's like either they do that or they maybe go back to a more like linear ish sort of style. They'll probably go with an open world thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely interested to see where they go with it. But as long as it's more put together than the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a big chance that we will see Deus Ex maybe again now in the yeah, next couple of years. It would be nice. Though it's a shame that the last one was kind of brushed out. Yeah, and the third one was cancelled altogether. Yeah. Maybe they'll do a remake of the first one. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go down well. And maybe now there will be some leaks of that um, initial version of the third game. Kind of like with Half-Life, where uh, yeah. I think the Dishonored... Ravenholm? Uh, yeah. Yeah. One hour of gameplay was published. Uh, I haven't seen all of it, just bits. Yeah. Just Not some... interesting. It yeah. reminded me a lot of Dishonored, actually, the art style. <laughs> I think it's the same art director. That actually yeah, on probably. Probably at least inspired a bit of Dishonored after Ravenholm got cancelled. We'll probably see um, the next Half-Life entry will probably be Alex uh, in a first-person shooter version. <laughs> I mean, in a traditional version, not in VR. People are demanding it, and I think there are actually ports of that. I did see somebody making a version of that that didn't yeah. have to be played in VR, but it did seem a little... A little bit jank. Like, obviously, it was never designed to be played that way. He was probably already hired, but is under NDA by Valve. <laughs> like with Portal, they just get everybody. Yeah, and the, the Portal developer actually also said he wants to do a new game because he's not getting any younger. After the, the what's, it, what's it called? The Death Job game came out? Stanley Parable? No, no. Uh, oh, Aperture no. thingamajig. Aperture desktop? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, deck exclusive, right? So I can No, you can play it on oh. PC. It's just that I think it changes if you're playing, because it's like, it's designed to be like a showcase of like the controls and stuff. So I'm guessing certain stuff has, has to be changed, but you can play it just on PC. like. Oh, too bad. I already read everything about the ending. <gasps> it's pretty short, so. But, um, yeah, it's not deck exclusive, but it's pretty much designed to be played on the deck. Yeah, and Sandry Parable Ultra Deluxe also came out. I still have to play that. <laughs> also, not too long. Really yeah. enjoyed the original. Took, took a while to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it for the May. There's not yeah. a lot coming out, but at least we can play some games that um, yeah. we're meaning to play. More our... times to backlog. <laughs> more, more time for triangle strategy. Yep. Please play where's, it. Where's <laughs> rectangle strategy? <laughs> Square strategy comes first. <laughs> and subscribe to Game Pass. <laughs> Circle strategy. Circle yeah. strategy? Just infinite amount of uh, different people. <laughs> but yeah, so May wasn't too, it isn't going to be too crazy. But again, that's not a bad thing, really. But yeah, I'm half expecting a bunch of announcements over the next few months for like the the second half of this year. Yeah, sure. On June 9th, I think we have a Summer Game Fest kickoff live. And yeah. also the um, Tribeca Games Spotlight Showcase, something like that. And I think you can actually, uh, uh, what was it? There was a big game uh, playable there. Uh, when you Google it, you only see the 2021 lineup. 
Yeah, uh, you will probably hear a, a Plague Tale Requiem. I'm interested in that one, playing that one maybe. Last time around you could uh, get some virtual tickets and uh, play some demos via Parsec via streaming. That worked pretty well actually. Played Lost and Random that way and a couple of others. Yeah, streaming could work pretty good. But a Plague Tale Requiem, I guess it requires a um, massive, a, a good ping and a lot of hardware power and a good connection. So let's see. Well, at least then they can, the person that's getting the game streamed to them side, it shouldn't be too bad. It's, it's mainly just connection speed and yeah, like upload download speeds and ping. But yeah, the actual hardware side has to be on their end for the most part. Right. I think that's probably the best thing about streaming, especially for like, uh, like dem like for demos or like press stuff, where it's like you don't have to worry about it working on your hardware or not. <laughs> it's oh, actually there. it was publicly available, yeah, uh, but in a very limited quantity. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe we'll hear about that uh, on our website later on in June. Um, if we manage to get some virtual tickets there. I guess a Plague Tale Requiem will be sold out pretty quickly. Yeah. And that will be June 11th to 19th. It's actually pretty long this time around. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty decent one. Oops. Oh, and it also has a cup of the delicious last chorus. Is that a DLC? Or a new game? It's a DLC, I'm pretty sure. And the next Zambalo game, uh, her story and telling lives developer. Immortality. <laughs> Our tickets available uh, May 9th, it actually says. So yeah, in a couple of days, pretty you can close. actually yeah. get the tickets. So, before we nod off, uh, we can wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, and um, we will hear each other in a month. Yep, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Breathe and meditate